welcome to another episode of She Laughs. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. Oh, oh we, we, we've already said I that, know. didn't we? Yes, we ah, said that already. goodness. Well, still well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It. It's well. 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, but welcome to another episode of She Laughs, everyone. Uh, this week, T, what are we talking about? We're just going to jump right on in. Um, we are talking about... Um, Well, we're going to be getting into quite a few little, what I call Christian-y sayings these next (laughs) few episodes. So this first one um, is called um, God Knows My Heart. Mm. What does that mean? Oh, no. Exactly. Um, It's something that you hear. It's usually something that you hear people who are struggling with in their faith and not, and when I say faith, I don't mean like the literal sense of the word faith. How about I change it? Mm-hmm. It's usually those who are struggling with their Christian walk who use that term. Yes. It's a way for them to say, don't judge me, bro. Don't judge me, bro. Or don't judge my life. DJ ML. So usually that's what they'll say. You know, well, God knows my heart. Only God can judge me. All of that. Yeah, all yeah, of all of it. that, and I, I, I love it when they do that because I'm gonna be like, and where in the Bible does it say that? And then I need the chapter and the verse, and then I need to know what is the context of that entire chapter because you guys, if you don't know, each chapter has a context. There's something going on in each chapter of the Bible. You have to know this before you start spewing a bunch of scriptures because you could use them incorrectly. That means you can't just share scriptures that you just see online because you're like, oh, that applies to me. You don't. What is the context? What was going on for that full chapter or for that full book? Because some books in their entirety have a context. Yes. So, yes. yes, you need to know what you're talking. That's the difference between reading your Bible and studying your Bible. A lot of a lot of us don't want to dig deeper. Um, in our church, our apostle is always like, can I take y'all deeper? He's always taking us deeper because you have to understand context. You have to understand what was going on in that time to really understand what God was saying. Yes, and what he meant and and things of that nature. And going deeper also helps you to keep it in your heart. So those times when you are feeling down or you're feeling dark or you forget who you are and whose you are, it can be in your heart somewhere and it'll come up somewhere in your mind mm-hmm. and in your memory and then you can have it. Yes. Instead of grasping for straws. Because you don't know what to hold on to. Or getting what what T likes to call Christian amnesia. It's no shade. I'm guilty of it. Yes, but that's (laughs) that's the purpose. I mean, because you're going to have those moments when you have amnesia. Yes. And that's why it's good to have certain things in you. Yes. Even if I I would definitely say have a favorite scripture for every issue you may have in your life. Um, my favorite scripture at the time where I was really finding and, and, and understanding who I was to God was Romans eight. Mm-hmm. 
that entire chapter I love because it talks about how God loves you so much and there's nothing that can separate his love from you. That helped me during that season. Yep. So whether it's really understanding and owning, um, you, the grace that's been given to you or understanding your faith, find a scripture that helps in that moment that you can hold on to. Yes, Lord. So when amnesia hits you, you can hit it back with, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, the word Lord. says this, <laughs> not my thoughts say it, not my feelings say it. The yes. word says yes. this and the word is truth. Yes. So that's what you always want to hold on to. But sorry, that goes on to a whole nother, it was a small little tangent. But yes, um, we're talking about God knows my heart. So I thought of this um, because, again, we hear it a lot. Um, It is one of those Christianese things that are said. And what people don't realize is this is a stronghold that you deal with, that deals with your thought patterns. Not just your thoughts, but your thought patterns. And we forget that it's just not enough that God knows the intention. Your actions matter because any action that goes against God is sin. We say that again. Plain and simple. Any action that goes against God is considered sin. So it's not just, well, I didn't mean to do that or I mean to do that and let me act out this way for it to be okay. There needs to be an alignment. It's not just, and I'm going to say this and y'all, y'all saints going to catch it. It's not just the big sins mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. It is even down to when God has asked you to do something. And be obedient and you are not and you say no you have now chosen to sin uh yeah that is just plain and simple you are choosing and and that is what we call a rebellious nature that's a rebellious spirit um this is specifically for those of you who have already said yes to god and say that he is your Lord and Savior, um, the moment you choose to tell him no, that is what you're doing. So, back to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you, um, you, you hit the nail on the head with that I'm just going, I'm just going. I mean, because it, it's, 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 it's the truth. And what we don't realize is, you say God knows my heart, because you, I don't think we really understand what the heart means. Yes. Biblically, we know what it means in the natural sense. We know where the heart is. Mm-hmm. But even in the natural sense, we are hear all these sayings that say, oh, you know, go with what your heart says. Or um, basically that are saying the that. Heart wants what the what heart, heart wants. wants. Oh, yeah. Basically <laughs> making it seem as the heart is this loving awesome thing and it ain't it's not (laughs) (laughs) biblically the heart is a liar the heart is deceitful the heart wants what the heart wants and usually the heart wants something dealing with flesh like i hate now when people ask me well what is your heart telling you yeah i i i had to stop saying that when 
when I got better at my Christian walk, I had to, cause I used to say that. Yes. I really used to say that once I got better at my Christian walk, I had to stop saying that because, and this is why basically in the Bible, it says, um, Jeremiah 17, and I know the exact worst verse, but I know it's Jeremiah chapter 17. The heart is deceitful. Mm. This is why the heart is deceitful. Biblically, your heart deals with your emotions and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. The minute the fall happened, those who don't know what the fall is, the minute Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, their hearts turned from God. Yes. So naturally in your flesh, your heart is deceitful. It is wicked. Yep. It doesn't mean you are an evil person. But it means basically your heart wants fleshly things. Yes. So it's going to do what it wants to do. What makes it feel what good. What makes it feel good at that time, moment, day, hour, whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that is why the Bible says the heart is wicked. doesn't mean you're a wicked person. But once you become a Christian, once you confess your sins yes. to Christ and accept him, into your heart, he gives you a new heart. Mm. He gives you his heart. Yes. So that heart is the heart you need to be going with. Mm-hmm. That heart is the one that says, not your, not my will, but yours. Mm-hmm. So no, you can't have it your way. The heart wants what the heart wants. Doesn't matter. If it's not what God wills for your life, you can't have it. But we want to do what we want to do when we want to do it and how. And then we will justify it by, well, God knows my heart. Or I don't have to discuss it with anybody. I could just do what I want to do and I don't need anybody's approval. Incorrect. You need one person's approval. And that approval is God. Yep. Bottom line. In that case, if he gives you his approval, by all means, no, you do not need an amen corner to do what it is he has told you Mm-mm. to do. And then we also say, or we also use the scripture of, well, God will give you the desires of your heart. That's when your heart has aligned with his. Thank you. Is when Thank he will you. give you those desires. It is not when it's just you and you alone. No. Figuring out what it is you want. That heart has to be in alignment. Yes. Um, A lot of people forget that. And they think that is the verse that I feel like a lot of people go back and that's what they, where they turn God into a genie. He is not a genie where you can run down your wish list. And if I pray hard enough, and if I believe enough, and if I have more faith, which we'll get to that later, then he will give me everything that's on my list. Um, he's not a genie. Um, once you become his, he literally takes you through a process of transforming and renewing your mind to now desire the things that he desires to now desire the, um, will his will for you and for his assignment for you. That's where he is renewing your mind, where he is giving you a new heart. Um, you'll hear lots of people say, once I became a Christian, I put away 
certain things. Um, I stopped childish sm- things. Childish things. I stopped smoking. I no longer wanted to go to the club. That is literally them showcasing God, giving them a new heart, heart. and now mm-hmm. desiring things that before they didn't desire. Yes. Um, before my walk with God, I'll be honest, I was not in my Bible. I thought it was the most boring book ever written. I'm not going to Let's be honest about it. It can be. It it can be. It can be. There are times where it it can be. I think that's why you have to find the version that works for you. Um and and no shade to those who love the message version of the Bible, but that should not be the only version you go Thank by you. because it is can sometimes be too paraphrased yes. where you don't really understand again, here goes that word, the context in which what they're talking about. I use it to help break down a yes. more broader version. I will normally flip between um, King James, well, New King James, because King James with them vows and that <laughs> can't throw me off. I will go from New King James to Amplified to the message. And the reason for that too is with the message ver- version, like she says, it breaks things down. Um, but there's something about the New King James when you're able to actually go back and see words and look at them once again in context of what that word was in the Greek and the Hebrew, it brings a whole nother meaning. So, so a lot of times you need a dictionary, um, a translate translation, um, to go back because there are some words that we look at and we'll see it and we're like, okay, that means this in English, but that's because the translation of that word from Hebrew to English is what that equated to. But what it actually means in Hebrew, and I'm just going a little bit deeper for you guys to make you understand why it's so important to study, to really understand context, may not mean what we think it means in our language today. Um, and I'll get to that in some of the other verses that we have for you, but just keep that in mind. You always want to go back and really look up what words mean so you can really understand what is God trying to say to his people. Yes. Anyways. Um, and I just, I just digress and I didn't mean to, but somebody <laughs> needed to hear that. That's to really fine. Understand. <laughs> um, but going back to this, I do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, I feel like when people say God knows my heart, that for me, when people say that to me, lets me know, oh, you don't want to be held accountable by me. So you are trying to put up a wall to shut me up. Yes. That is exactly what that means. Don't ask me what I'm doing. Don't comment on what I'm doing. Keep your thoughts and opinions to yourself. Because let me I, live my life. Let me live my life because I know I'm doing wrong and I don't need you preaching to me, saying anything to me because guess what? God knows my heart. And here's the thing, people. Let's be honest. When we tell somebody, well, God told me this or God knows my heart or anything like that and we know we in the wrong, that is usually so people can shut up because how you going to question God? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that is exactly what So now doing. you have used God as a defense mechanism against something. And he like, eh, I ain't in this. <laughs> I'm not in this. I'm nowhere in this. This is all you. And you are, 
I even want to say that is literally using God's name as a curse word. You are cursing him at that moment. Actually, I am going to say it. That is exactly what you're doing. Yes. Because he's like, I did not put my stamp on this. If I knew your heart, that means I'm working on it, which means I would, you would, people would see the evidence of it in your life. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. So that means that your actions and your thoughts at some point start to align. Line. Yes. And the fact that you keep saying one thing and doing an opposite means that I'm nowhere in the mix because you are not aligning your flesh and your, your actions with what I am teaching you. So now you are actually dealing with a person that is one rebellious and two double minded. Yeah. Those aren't good things. Okay. Those two are actually spirits. We're just going to be honest with you. Rebellious is a spirit. Rebellion is a spirit. Double mindedness is a spirit. Well, what do you mean by double minded? Um, you are literally having what they call two souls battling inside your flesh. Two minds. To break it down in layman's terms, you can be schizophrenic. You can have multiple personality disorder. Um, you can have... Bipolar. Uh, bi- you could be bipolar. Those are people who are dealing with the spirit of double-mindedness. Yes. Literally means two people. Um Again, I said the heart is your emotions and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So it is two people who have two sets of emotions and two sets of thoughts. Yes. And we don't know who we going to get from minute to minute. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those people where you're always like, well, why my friends are jumpy around me? Or why is my family jumpy around me? It's literally because they don't know who they're dealing with from time to time. From moment to moment. Um, if you're one of those people where you're like, well, I just don't want what I'm dealing with to rub off on other people. Cause you know, you have that power. Uh, uh-huh. that is what you're dealing with. Um, yes. and it doesn't have to be that severe. And I, I'm going to go to, because I, I've been honestly, y'all, this book is it, not big, but it takes a lot to digest it. So I'm going to go to, um, the book called deliverance and spiritual warfare manual by John Eckhart. Um, if you have a moment to pick it up, I would suggest doing so, especially if you're someone who is new, um, into really understanding the apostolic and the supernatural. This is definitely a good book. If you are serious about spiritual warfare, which as a Christian, all of y'all should be, (laughs) this is a good book to go to. It is not an easy read. And I'll say that because this takes a lot to digest. So this is not something that you're going to be like, oh, I got it. And I finished it in a month. No, this is something that you're going to be going back to time and time again. But anyways, when he's talking about um, double-minded, he is even talking as a song, as simple as breaking it down like this. We all know people who act at times in polar opposites. Okay. The person who is outgoing and cheerful yet falls into bouts of withdrawal and depression. The person who is gentle and kind and yet has periods of outbursts and rage. It's almost as if you're dealing with two people. This is called double mindedness. So this will explain to you, not only some of the things that you're dealing with when it comes to other people, but also to understand some of the things going on within yourself at times. Yes. Um, so you've got to 
understand that. Um, going back to that accountability, God literally places people in your life. Um, we talk a lot of times about covenant, um, and we talk about it in the sense of marriage, but he also brings you covenant friendships and people in your life that you're enter into covenants to hold you accountable for a lot of things. Um, so when you're dealing with people around you who know you at your most vulnerable parts and they are all trying to tell you, hey, something ain't adding up here, listen to them. Don't just haphazardly be like, well, God knows my heart. Mm, yeah, he do. And he knows it's wicked at this and he point. Knows it's wicked. <laughs> I mean, really, it, it is. Again, I know no one wants to call a thing a thing. No one wants to use those words. If the Bible says it, then it, that, that's exactly what it is. It is, it is it wicked. Is. It wants what it wants. And it has um, zero concern about the will of God over your life. Because, again, it is your emotions and your thoughts yes. in which, again, only suit you. Yes. So it doesn't mean you yourself are evil. No. It means you have the, <laughs> it means you have the ability to be so because you will act out the things that you want. Yes. Again, if it goes against what God says, it's a sin. you are now sinning. Period. That, that's just what it is. And so going back to those friendships, he literally surrounds you with people because he knows at certain points in your life, this is going to happen. So he's like, let me send some people to be around you to hold you accountable as well, to help you in this, not to where a lot of us get caught up in what well, I need to go off by myself and figure this out. That is a tactic of the enemy that's called isolation. Yes. And unless God himself has told you, I want you to separate yourself, then yes. Um, Jesus did it a lot when he was um, dealing with um, anything, actually. Oftentimes you would see in the Bible where it would speak that he was either alone or coming back from being alone. Yes. Um, he did it. I mean, he really, he really did do it a lot. And those were times where he separated himself from the disciples. And during that time, it, he wasn't sitting in self pity. This is how you know the difference. <laughs> let me you. just say that. Break, break it down, <laughs> sis. Break it just, down. Cause I knew you just, were going to let me just do this. Those of you who do that and say that, and, and I'm including myself because there was a season where I would do that as well. What you're doing is not trying to be better. You are sitting and having a pity party and a pout. <laughs> that is what you're doing. You have an attitude or you have, or you're feeling some type of way about whatever. Um, and you want to exclude yourself from others who could possibly, like Crystal said, hold you accountable or who could possibly, be showing you a mirror reflection about how you were acting Thank without you. even saying anything. Thank you. And it'll make you feel like you're being judged or whatever. What you're basically doing is sitting in your own emotions, which we already said 
are false at that time, whatever you're telling yourself, your own thoughts, which again are lies. You're not taking the time out and saying, you know what, I'm feeling a type of way. Let me go to my prayer closet or wherever I go to to seek out God and be in his presence and hear from him. That's what Jesus was doing. Mm-hmm. I, I The Bible doesn't say why he did that often, but I'm pretty sure it had a lot to do with the fact that he was on earth wrapped in flesh yes, Lord. <laughs> fighting with it so to keep my flesh um under submission uh, under submission i will do things that teach it how to go with what my spirit says mm-hmm. which means no i can't hang out with y'all tonight i'm going to be reading my word and spending time with God so he can help to strengthen me and get me out of my feelings. It is totally different again from you isolating yourself from friends and loved ones so that you can sit in those filthy emotions and thoughts and have pity parties or catch attitudes or just, you want to mope. Yes. That is counterproductive. It does not help you. It does not help the kingdom. It does not help God. Stop doing that. Even if you feel like I'm not feeling it today, force yourself to find somebody that's going to help you pull out of that. Yes. 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 Because this, oh, I don't want to cause anybody having any problems or I don't want to bring everybody else down. A A lot of times when you are saying that, let me just call a thing a thing. A lot of times when you're doing that, you're making yourself a martyr. You're making it about you and now you are the victim. Ouch. I'm just going to say it. Ouch. You are making yourself a victim. So. Which already, we already know is a lie. You are not a victim. You are a victor. You are more than a conqueror. So Again, that is why you have to have that Bible somewhere in, in your, your being that you can pick up the minute something else tries to tell you a lie. And here's the thing. When God tells you who you are the enemy literally bombards you with everything that he can to tell you why you are not you know the enemy doesn't even tell you why you're not it gives you questions you this is this is how the enemy goes doubts this is what the enemy does you sure about that just like he did in the garden well i don't really know well because you remember there are questions he wants you to that's what doubt is it's questions. Yes. The enemy doesn't say you aren't. The enemy says, are you, you sure? Are you sure that you are? Are Not you positive? You? I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. And you will believe it. Especially to you, those people who are highly sensitive and emotional people, yes. which is nothing wrong with it. This is the way the Lord made you. There's a reason why he made you that way. It benefits the kingdom while you are like that. This is where it causes you detriment. You create a storyline in your mind based off the lie or the the question that the enemy now gives you. And there is no judgment here, guys, because when anything T and I say, it's literally we've, we've been dealing with it. I will be honest and forthcoming. I am one of those extremely emotional, sensitive people, and I can create a story. Like, ain't nobody's business. Because you all are (laughs) heightened, sensitive, and creative. Yes. 
And that is literally what the enemy does. Anytime God has told me something that I know, I just know he has told it to me. Mm -hmm. After that, I have every question up under the sun. Um, To match every question, you have a vision. The devil goes, well, this is why I gave you that question. (laughs) You remember when? That is literally it. And now you're playing it in your brain. Or, well, it don't look like that. How could that be? How could that happen? Logically, that don't make sense. That is literally how he tries to come with receipts. He does his best to come with some receipts. And here's the thing: it sounds so convincing. It, I, I promise you guys, it is so convincing how he comes and makes you question everything. Um, but you have to literally hold on so i don't know who you are if you whoever's listening to this if you don't have a place to go if you don't have a space for it i have a prayer closet that i have set up for that but not everybody has that if you don't have a place to go find some place it could be literally um a quiet place it could be going to the park yes yeah, so i say if you have to leave i mean like if you I mean, have roommates whatever, yes and you have to leave Leave, go sit in the car in yes. the parking lot. You need that time for God to feed back into you. Yes. Not for you to sit in self-pity, self-doubt, anger, uh, sadness, whatever it may be. You cannot sit in that because you are literally fabricating yes. scenarios and stories in your mind that are so real to you, you could taste them. Yes. And now you're going to act out of those things. There has been moments where I have had to force myself to go and be with my friends because it was that bad. And I knew this is not me dwelling with God. This is not me listening to the Holy Spirit. This is literally me just making the situation worse and worse and worse because I am dreaming and now I'm adding to the dreams to mm-hmm. make the story even better. Well, this could happen and this is how I'm going to react to it. And da, 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 da. I mean, it can get real good guys. I promise you I could write, yes. write some books. You, know, you already <laughs> said what they going to say and what you going to say and this is how I'm going to react and, and then, then this I'm is going to be their rebuttal and and I'm going to walk out like this and I'm going to yes. da, 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 da. And here's the thing that, that the enemy loves that. He, he, he 100% loves that. So if you don't have a place to go, a prayer closet, honestly, get you a book. Um, I'll tell you what has literally helped me, um, start this last year, but definitely this year going into it, knowing that when I did do these things last year, it definitely helped. I got me a book and I got me a calendar. Now, if some of you are people that don't like to have a lot of paper or anything, you can actually do it on your phone. Um, I have what's called, uh, what is it? Day one journal um, to where it actually lets you chart by day on a calendar. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I chart my thoughts, my emotions, the attacks that the enemy, the lies the enemy is saying, and then the promises that God has revealed to me in that. And what I do is I go back and I look. And I then look at what T told me this the beginning of this year. Go look for patterns where he was literally attacking you with some of the same things that you were attacked with last year or just last week. 
Because he has no new tricks, people. They're the same, and we fall for the same old thing. They just come in really bad costume when we look at it. It's the same thing. It's it's literally it's it's lemony snickets. (laughs) (laughs) It is Olaf. It is really Olaf. Every time it's Olaf. Those of you who have no clue what we're talking about, it's on Netflix. (laughs) But it is literally Olaf. And really bad costume, but it is the same thing. Because it's like everybody else can't see this is Olaf, but the kids are like. But that is us. We can't see (laughs) See, it. And God's like, it is Olaf. (laughs) God's like, you don't see that? He talks the same. He's dressed literally. All he did was add a mustache. Uh, he threw on a mustache, <laughs> an ugly wig, and a horrible accent. It is Olaf. <laughs> and we are fooled every time. I promise you, y'all. And God is like, those children, why won't you listen to me? <laughs> it is Olaf. I'm laughing because this is literally going to go in my prayer closet. I'm going to write a big sign. It's Olaf. <laughs> I promise you. So, because literally you have to laugh at the enemy. It is He is that honestly as much as i say disrespectful he is that theatrical he he will come up with some crazy scenarios that you like how in the world but he is literally creating stories in your mind to make you think that this is what it is um so I'm sorry, that's a small little tangent. But I mean, seriously, really. (laughs) It's it's the truth, though. And we want to come up. He has deceived us all into believing the lie of, well, God knows my heart. Yes, he gave it to you. And in his word, he told you, I know your heart. It is wicked. This is what I want you to do to comment. (laughs) Correct it. Correct it. Let (laughs) me correct it. Let me swap out. Let me give you a new heart. And I... Let me give you a heart that is after mine. Let me give you a heart that is after my spirit that only thinks of what it, what can I do to serve you today? God, Mm -hmm. that's the heart that I want to give you. Not about what you want, your desires. I don't want you to serve me because you want what you want when you want it, how you want it with who you want it. Sorry, and 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 it it's a hard concept to grasp when you're struggling. It's a hard concept to grasp when you're broke. It's a hard concept to grab when you are uh, jobless or you are carless or you are homeless or you're lonely. Yes, because to you, you're like, well, God, why wouldn't you want me to have a car or money or? a roof over my head. He's saying, I'm not saying that's not what I want you to have, but I want you to focus on what I want to give you first. And that comes. And guess what? He will give you all these other things. It literally says, and all these other things will be added unto you. So don't ever for one thing, second think he's not concerned about you. He is, it's his job to be, but he's literally saying, if you just do it my way, you, if you just, honestly, here's the thing, the the cusp of it all, if you just trust me. Yes. If you just trust me enough to know that I know the person I want for you, because I know your wants, 
I know your likes, every last one of them. I know what you like in the flesh. I know, <laughs> I, yes, I he does. know everything about you. I know the income that you're going to need to, to do all of the businesses that you want, to have the home that you want, to provide for your children in the way that you want to. Like, I know all of these things about you. And if you just trust me, just walk with me. I know, I know the enemy is saying to you that I'm a lying. I know he is. I know the enemy is trying to give you more uh, appealing options. I know he is. I know the enemy is trying to give you mm, a counterfeit or a replica option of the vision that I've already given you um, to where it looks like, well, this looks just like it's just a tad bit off, but it looks just like it'll do. It'll do. I know. I know he's, he's dangling all of that in front of you, but here my voice just hear me just follow me just wait till I say right there now this moment go there just 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 watch me and I promise you all of it will work together for your good for you he ain't even say for my good Nope, he most certainly did not say for his good. He said for, for your, your good. good. That that is literally it. And I, I mean, I I don't know if we can make it any. We can't make it any plainer than that. Either you're willing to receive it or you're not. That that's just what it is. Um, it it's literally can be so simple. And and this is no shade to anyone because I had to realize that at the beginning of this year. God literally said in my spirit, he was like, it has been simple this whole time and you have been fighting it. You have been battling me. You have been battling the enemy on your own out in the open. And I've literally been trying to cover you this whole time. Just, just hear my voice and rest in that. Either believe me or do it your way. But you no longer can straddle the fence. You no longer can have that double-minded. You are either making a conscious decision. Yes, to follow me. To follow me. Or or you are making a conscious decision. decision Not to. Not to. It is very black and white. There are no shades of gray. It is not, I will follow you in this area and not in this one. I'll believe you in this area, but not in this one. No, you either believe me or you don't. In everything, in every area. And that's what I I meant. I told someone that earlier this year, this year, I know for a lot of us, we have got important decisions to make. They are not easy ones. Okay. But they have to be made. And the one thing about it is, I know a lot of you like, well, I'm just not going to make a decision that is actually making a decision. That is a decision. Indecision. Is a decision. It kills me when people say, well, I just won't make no decision. Indecision is You just did. <laughs> yes. And those of you who are saying, well, that's just too deep for me. You've made a decision right there and even saying that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's how deep it's supposed to be. Yes. Anything else is something that you want. And if it's all about what you want, that's the decision that you've made. Yes. No shade. Because we've all had to come to that Point. Everybody has to come to that point, um, yeah. But you're you're gonna have to make a decision, and and God is no longer. <laughs> I love how T said it. Uh, she literally said it. And God is no longer coddling any of us. 
Oh no, coddling is done. Um, uh, I shared um, with our church, um, and then we're gonna definitely wrap this up. <laughs> Since we're off tangent again, I shared um, with our church something that the Holy Spirit had revealed to me um, a few days, actually maybe a week, two weeks prior, was that um, 2018 was a year of growing, stretching, um, having the plenty of time to have do-overs. It was plenty of time to have an idea of where God wanted us to go and weeble wobble. Um, yes, that is the best way I can say it. And I said, this year, the training wheels are off. Last year, we had them on. We were able to have our falls and our spills and our scares with them on so that he could get us to understand or learn how to ride the bike. Mm -hmm. He wanted us to get the basics, at least get the basics down. So he gave us 365 days to get the basics down, have a fit about the basics, complain about the basics, <laughs> cry, about, ha- cry about the basics, have temper tantrums about what we did and didn't want to do, have sleepless nights about the all of that. He allowed, try and manipulate him about the basics. He allowed all of that to happen in 2018. This year he is saying the training wheels are off. You must do what I've told you to do. I will allow you to fall because you're going to fall and stumble. I understand that. I will be there to help you, but I am not scooping you up in my arms anymore and taking too much time to coddle you until you're okay. I'm not soothing you like a parent. I'm going to have to let you cry it out because we got something that we need to do. I, I, I'm not going to put the 20 wheels back on. I'm not going to put you back in, in bed with me so that you can sleep through the night. Nope. I'm going to put you right back in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to have to learn how to sleep by yourself. The difference is he's saying there's something that I need for you to do. It is for the kingdom. I will help you. I will tell you what to do along the way. You are going to have issues figuring it out. That's what I'm here for. Lean on me. We'll get it done. Because at the end of the day, it's about the souls that are desperate need right now. It's not about you. It's not about what you want to do. You have to make a clear decision. Either you are going to listen to what I want you to do and follow it, or you are deciding not to. Period. I have a mission. I have people who are depending on you and it's either going to be you doing it or I will remove you all together and have somebody else do it. But at the end of the day, there are souls that are depending on it. You're going to pick up the mantle or you're going to put it down. Yep. So as harsh as that sounds, that's exactly what it is. But the good thing is he ain't going to leave. He's right there. Yes. Like that parent hand at the back of the seat. (laughs) As you are figuring out this no training will thing, Mm -hmm. pushing you down, saying, I got you. Stop turning around and looking. I'm right here. I need you to focus. Focus. This is the direction we're going in. I haven't left. My hand's still right here at the back of the seat. I'm right here. You got it. Keep going. Okay, now make a left. Okay, stop. Okay, apply your brakes. You remember how to do it. This is what he's going to do this year. Yes. Yes. 
the, yes. the, the coddles are done. He yes. does not have time. And it doesn't mean he doesn't care about you. No. It does not mean he doesn't care. Because he's there. He hasn't it left. It actually means he does. It means he knows you have the ability to do this. I'm in you. I'm within you. I don't have time to coddle you because coddle you allows for your emotions to grow. And now you will try to separate yourself from me because you would rather feel those emotions and sit in them instead of putting your big girl panties and big boy draws on and doing what needs to be done. Yes. It's, I'll put it this way. It's like if you've ever broken um, your foot. Um you and you have to put on a cast you got to use crutches at some point that bone has got to heal and you got to walk on it again yes and he's literally saying it's time for the crutches to go and it's time for the cast to come off you got to use your foot yes and he is your therapist <laughs> that's, he that's is your physical therapist yes i can help you i can help to hold you up but you got to move i I can't do it for you. You got to move. And I know it feels like we went on a tangent, but this has so much to do with that catchphrase of God knows my heart because we are using that as a crutch to be able to do the things that we want to do and then say, well, he loves me. He's long suffering. He ain't going to leave me. So let me do what I want to do. I'm going to end on this. Paul actually talks about it in first Corinthians. Um, and this, this, this is what you need to understand because God at the end of the day gives us choice. Okay. And that's why we said this year, a lot of people have decisions to make. You actually have a choice before you, um, that can no longer go unchecked. Okay. And Paul writes, you say I am allowed to do anything. But not everything is good for you. You say, I'm allowed to do anything. But not everything is beneficial. Okay? So people are like, well, if God didn't want me to do it, then why did he give me the option to do it? Because he wants you to choose him. him. He does not want to force any of us to be in submission to him if we don't want to. That literally, it would, I, I, I can hear God saying that would break my heart. If you, how many of you would want to be in a relationship with someone who felt like they were forced to be with you? And he's literally saying, I want a relationship. With None you. of us want to be with no, someone who was forced to. Not at all. We wouldn't want that. And he's literally saying, I want a relationship with you. Yes, I know your heart. I want to give you a new one if you'll let me. If you will let me. And if you choose not to, then I will I will honor your choice. Have you ever thought of God actually honoring you? Honoring you not choosing him. It is it is it is literally <laughs> like you went died on the cross for me to have the choice that you said I will honor your decision whether you choose me, me or honor. not even though I went and died for you. Yep. That is literally what is happening. And then you want to bring my name in and say, "Well, he knows my heart." <laughs> 
that 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 is how we how we do. Yeah, boy, that is uh that's the first part of our Christianese talk. Yes. <laughs> yes. There will be there will be more. <clears throat> well, that's all I got to you. Got anything else? No ma'am, you hit it. All right. Um, where can they find you? You guys can find me Facebook, Tanisha Williams, Instagram, Styles by Tanisha J. All right. And as always, guys, you can find me on Facebook, Charmaine Cures or Charmaine's Confessions, and on Instagram, Charmaine Cures and Charmaine's Confessions. Um, hope this episode has definitely blessed your spirit. Uh, we are always praying for you, uplifting, um, and just believing God for everything that he has for you in your life. Um, until next time. See you guys later. See ya.